Marvin Harrison Jr. on special teams, a quarterback ranked number 33, and Jack Sawyer gives confirmation about what he will not be doing during spring practice. We talk about all this and a whole lot more today on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The Buckeyes fans, welcome back to the episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Wednesday, March the 8th in the year 2023, and this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get it started during this episode. We will discuss who lined up and took first team reps on Ohio State's defense yesterday during the first spring practice and discuss the pecking order of Ohio State's running back room as well. But before we get to any of that, spring practice is underway and there are numerous ways we could take today's show. Take one topic, break it down, take numerous topics, just discuss them. But I'd like to highlight a few things that went down that we observed during the first spring practice at Ohio State during 2023. Marvin Harrison Jr. We all know about Routman Marv, a person who was in discussion for the Bolitnikoff Award as the best receiver in college football a year ago, who is looking to be the best receiver in college football in 2023. And you know what? He's one of those guys that he's on the field. There's really not much an opposing defense can do to stop him or slow him down. He can generally find a way to break down or beat just about any defense that is thrown his way. He is that dude, future first-round pick, as long as everything stays the way that it is and he progresses like we think that he will. And so Marvin Harrison Jr. being that guy on the offense, some say protect him at all costs. Protect him. Don't put him in arm's way. Protect him at all costs. Now, we also remember... Ameka Abuka was absent from spring practice. I discussed this a while ago on the show, and he is normally the starting punt returner for Ohio State. But in Abuka's absence, Rob Manmar was back there taking first-team reps with the punt team. Now, there's a thought saying, protect him at all costs. There's also a thought saying, put your best weapon deep to return punts and let that man cook. Deion Sanders did it. Buckeyes, remember Ted Ginn Jr., doing it. He was a return man. He was a, a a phenomenal weapon on offense. And unfortunately, he got hurt in the BCS National Championship game. I don't think his presence would have altered the outcome of that uh, game. However, you put your best player, your best athlete back there deep, and you saw what happened. So Rodman Marv being back there deep, I, I don't mind it at all. I don't think it's a bad thing. If he's the second best player to return punts, if, a, if Buka is not available, put him deep, let him cook, Let's see what happens. Yes, protecting that on cost is a thing. But this is football. It's a violent game. Rockman Marv could get hurt catching a slant. He could get hurt if it's going to happen. He could get hurt returning punts. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt, but I understand the hesitancy by some by saying don't put him deep. Hey, man, if he's your second best option, <laughs> put that boy deep. <laughs> let him cook and let's see what happens. Jack Sawyer is a person that I mentioned here on the podcast, decide what he's going to do 
and let him figure out his skill set and add tools to his bag at that position. Now, Jack Sawyer has been splitting time as the Jack Roll, the hybrid D-in linebacker role at Ohio State, and also play defensive end. I am on the record. I'll say it again. I think a Jack is a better option being a linebacker safety hybrid than a D-in linebacker hybrid, especially with the way that Ohio, that Ohio State college football offenses are ran in 2023. But Jack Sawyer is getting confirmation. He's D-in. He's not going to be splitting duty. This is the best move for Jack Sawyer, and this is the best move for Ohio State's defense moving forward. We all have been looking at the quarterback position and trying to realize what's the pecking order. Who's going to get the first reps? How are they going to decide who the starting quarterback could be or should be? Will Devin Brown come out first practice, be the first quarterback out? Will it be Kyle McCord? Will they split reps? Or will it be McCord gets the first team reps this day. Devin Brown will get the first team reps the next day. Will it be with there being 14 practices? They could easily do that one day, one day, one day, one day. They could easily do that. Will it be, hey, we got 50 plays. 25 plays go to McCord. 25 plays go to Brown. McCord goes first up on Monday. Brown is first up on Tuesday, but they're splitting the reps. We're going to wait and see exactly how that's going to happen. But ultimately, Kyle McCord was the first quarterback to take reps a day ago during the first spring practice at Ohio State. That's not really crazy to think about or to say when Ohio State, and you know, a lot of times those guys that have been there for a while during the first practice will get their first reps. Kyle McCord was a backup a year ago. Um, uh, and we, we all know what McCord can do with the football. I, he's played more. He's played more than Devin Brown. So McCord, it just makes sense. For him to get that backup role, get those, I mean, excuse me, get be the first quarterback to get those reps and those snaps during the first spring practice. Many people have wondered what's going on with Mitchell Melton. Will he be available during spring practice? Will he not be available? The young man tore his ACL literally a year ago during spring during the spring game. Mitchell Melton was available for um he was partially available during spring practice, which is a huge step because as we all know, with ACL tears, sometimes you just don't know how they're going to recover. Will it be eight months? Will it be 12 months? Will it be 14 months? Sometimes you just don't know. But Mitchell Melton is available. He's cleared for individual drills, possibly for the entire spring practice, which is cool, man. You have to make sure your body is up to par. Your body is healed, that the rehab process is working. And I'm cool with that. Now, is he best suited at the Jack? Probably. Will it be a setback? Will he be a guy that gets reps there in the fall? I don't think so. But if he progresses in a great way, you could find out. We could see Mitchell Melton being a Jack, a Jack for Ohio State in the upcoming season. Last but not least. Now, you heard me say there's a quarterback wearing number 33. That's odd. Yes, it is very, very odd. But who is it? Devin Brown is wearing number 33 right now. Interesting story. Saw a clip, saw a video from a presser he had um, after spring practice, and uh, it talked about him wearing number 33, why he wears number 33, how long he's worn number 33, and so forth and so on. He had been wearing number 33 as a quarterback his entire life up until his sophomore year of high school due to um, – I think it was a, a running back, I believe, had the number, and um, he wasn't able to get number 33, so he went to 15, moved to Utah, couldn't get 33 there, so he stuck with 15, came to Ohio State. 
couldn't get 33, stuck with the stuck with 15, and now that number 33 is available, he went to Ryan Day, discussed the number with him, discussed why he wanted to wear the number, and now he's wearing number 33 right now. It's a luxury in college football that you can wear that number in time. Like, you don't have to uh, be a player, be a person that – uh, has to be restricted by numbers. No, college football is not like the NFL. With the NFL, you can't wear that number. College football, you can wear that number if you want to. Now, the reasoning behind this, it comes from the first quarterback inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's Sam Ball. Now, he said Sammy Ball, and his dad talked about the player, and this it's kind of just stuck with him for his entire life. Sam Ball was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1963, played for the Washington football team, the name of the team that he played for, the nickname we do not say right now anymore. But Sam Ball was the person, and hey, hey, if this young man knows history and wants to stick around and say, hey, Sammy Ball was the player, number 33, first quarterback inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I want to rep that, hey, buddy, more power to you. I like the history lesson, and I love the confidence this young man speaks of. Um, I don't know who's going to win QB1, but if it is – Devin Brown, based off the way that I've seen, seen him answer and respond and conduct himself during press conferences, I think he is a great option based off his demeanor to represent Ohio State and be named QB1 for the Buckeyes in this upcoming season. Just a few observations from spring practice so far. We're not done because just, just wait until you see who the starting, starting defense was just a day ago. I got 11 players for you. We're going to go over it right here next on Lockdown Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything. From the money line to point scorers and threes drake. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball, conference, tournaments, and March Madness, they can all be found at Locked On College Basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your fun podcast. So we are all looking and wondering, who's the starting defense 
How quickly can we find out who the starting defense is? When will things start getting shaken up? And we got to see a little bit, a glimpse of it, a day ago during spring practice. Now, this is something I want to give credit to whom credit is due. This is something that I um, heard Bill Landis, he covers Ohio State for Rivals, discuss on the podcast that he hosts the podcast daily. And this podcast discussed it. He said the media only gets 30 minutes at practice as they're walking away. Now, I know Ryan Day knows what he's doing as he's walking away. Their first team defense is going out there. And he laid out on the podcast who the first team players were at each position. Now, think about this. He also, Ryan Day also knows this is going to get out. Ryan Day also knows that He's strategically possibly putting players where they are on day one based off certain things. We'll discuss that later on. This is not the first time I've heard Bill Landis discuss this, and he is really good at his job, so I trust his eyes. His own eyes are where we're getting this from. So from D-line to linebackers to uh, the defensive backs, here was a starting defense just a day ago during team session. D-ends. Tui Malowal, JT Tui Malowal, and Jack Sawyer. D-tackles, Tyleek Williams and Ty Hamilton. Uh, the linebackers, Cody Simon and Steel Chambers. The defensive backs at corner, uh, Jordan Hancock and Denzel Burke. At safety, Lathan Ransom, Josh Proctor, Cam Martinez. Now, I am going to make a statement here that I think some of you will understand based off things that I've said for a while. Now, if you say that if you're new to the show and you're just catching up because of spring practice, you're tapping, tapping in Locked on Buckeyes for the first time ever or for the first time in a long time, bear with me. I don't think this will be the starting defense game one. I do not. I did not unveil my pre-spring practice depth chart, but I've said a lot that you could probably put the pieces piece to the puzzle together. I don't believe this will be the starting defense with a little tweak. Jordan Hancock has a chance to win this starting job opposite of Denzel Burke. They're competing for this out for this in this room themselves. They are competing. And so Denzel Burke, I mean, excuse me, Jordan Hancock has a chance to win this. And so does Cam Martinez. And not so I don't I'm putting so much stock in Cam Martinez. But one thing you noticed, there are no transfers that are in the starting defense right now on the first day of practice. There are no new guys there. Everybody that was on that first unit on defense, they were players that were. Playing a year ago, Jordan Hancock and Davidson Igbenosin, that's going to be a fun battle to watch. Even if there's going to be a time when you rotate guys, which you all know my thoughts, I'm going to get some more about Jim Knowles' thoughts about rotating in a, little, in a little bit, probably on tomorrow's show. I, I am not the biggest fan of rotating guys on defense. I am not. However, if Jordan Hancock keeps progressing like you think, and he's healthy, if Davidson Igbenosin, Ole Miss transfer, he comes in, who looks a little beefed up, looks the part already, and he plays phenomenal football. Hey, y'all can have a three-headed monster out there, a corner that rivals and competes and shuts guys down on both sidelines. That can happen. Cam Martinez, he can be that slot corner or that cover safety. Um, nickel corner, you might want to say, he could do that role, but I think that's Jahad Carter, the Syracuse transfer. That Those are the first couple things that pop into my mind with that. Cody Simon Steel Chambers. I'm going to say something. CJ Hicks, Kai Stokes, Sonny Styles, they're going to push these guys here to be all they can be, to play really, really good football. Because if they don't, 
Sonny Styles could get more playing time. Kai Stokes could get more playing time or start. Um, and CJ Hicks could do that as well. Um, I think Cody Simon, Steel Chambers, they're more inside than outside backers. However, in a two-backer set, your, your responsibilities are kind of similar. Now, one might have to call plays with Eichenberg out when control the defense, which is a different lead role than if you're not that guy. So I understand all of that, but these young guys better watch out. They, I don't care if you've been around for a while. If a younger cat is better, a younger cat should play. Let's go to the defensive line really quickly. I've already said Jack Sawyer, JT2, and Malowal are probably going to be the starting defensive ends. I do believe Jack Sawyer needs to confirm that, prove that. He needs to get better, uh, maybe trim down a little bit, um, not be as stiff, be able to move a little bit better on the football field. But also think about this, Caden Curry, Kenyatta Jackson, Amari Abor, they're coming. <laughs> These young cats are coming. Um, I don't have the roster right in front of me, but I do believe Caden Curry is up. He has upped his weight to 52, 55 plus, um, at least 250 plus. That's great news. Um, beefing up from year one to year two. That's great news. Where is Mike Hall Jr.? I have said it almost through my pen. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I think Michael Hall Jr., I thought he should be there. If this young man is still hurt, I'm sorry for the rattle. I think my just I just bumped my computer. If you're watching via the YouTube, if Michael Hall Jr. is still help, hurt, check the medicals. If you're here to tell me Tyler Quayles and Ty Hamilton are the guys that are the best at, the, at, at that position, okay, cool, okay, okay. But if you're going to tell me that Michael Hall Jr. is not developing in the way, is it due to injury? Is it due to him? What is it? However, however, so they want a spring practice. One of 15. The 15th is the spring game. There's a lot of time between now and then. There's a lot of time for us to look at, digest, watch the film, react to scrimmages that happened prior to the scrimmage of all scrimmages during the spring practice, the spring game. So we got a lot of time on our hands. But for right now, Cody Simon better keep working. Hancock better keep working. Martinez better keep working. Sawyer better keep working. These tackles, these tackles, Tyreek Williams, Ty, Ty Hamilton, they better keep working. Because if not, whoo, there could be a reshuffling of the depth chart of the starting defense at Ohio State going into the spring game or even going into game number one in the Buckeyes 2023 college football season. Starting D is great. What about that running back room? Running back rotation, what is the pecking order with Trey Henderson, Trevian Henderson not on the field? We discuss all that next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. Sports betting is now legal in Ohio, and Locked on has the perfect show to help new in-season gamblers. Download and subscribe to Locked on Bets for daily picks and analysis wherever you get your fine podcasts. I have seen all of the numbers and how much money you find people in the state of Ohio have bet or put on the betting, sports betting, with January being the first month it has been legal in the state of Ohio. And y'all were number two in every state in the country. And I also understand there is stuff coming up that you will want to put your money on. Hey, keep showing up, keep showing out, keep doing your thing. And our friends at FanDuel have you covered? They have everything you would want when it comes to itching that urge to bet on the sports. The running back room. Talk about the defense. 
Talked about a quarterback rating number 33. Talked about route man Marvin, a possible new position. I don't know how I don't know if he's gonna return punts in the, the season. I don't, I don't mind. Y'all look, I don't mind it. Now, granted, he's six three. If he was six foot, six one, maybe a little bit different. He was five, if he was five eleven. Okay, cool. He's six three, maybe six four. That's a tall returner, man. Like that's literally a tall returner. But if he's your best option, the second best option, I get it. But with Trey Henderson out, the running back room, the pecking order, is it going to be a little bit interesting during fall camp? And I wanted to save this portion, this topic, for a lengthier discussion here at the end of today's show. Not a minute, minute and a half, minute and a half, been a 45-second portion earlier. Let's dive deeper into this topic. There were two players that were only doing stretching, pre-practice stretching at Ohio State that are running backs. Trevion Henderson and T.C. Coffey. T.C. Coffey, a walk-up running back a year ago. Uh, I do not know if he's been granted a scholarship, but also Travion Henderson going into year three, had a foot injury, didn't play in the in the bowl game, the Peach Bowl, um, because he felt his medical team and his reps felt it was best for him to shut down the season to recover now for his foot surgery, foot injury. So the running back order in practice, Mayan Williams, Chip Trainum, Dallin Hayden, and then true freshman walk-on running back, three-star from the state of Ohio, Will Hartson. Now, Will Hartson is talented, man. Like, you, to get a walk-on that's a true freshman, that's a three-star? Like, I don't buy into all of that stuff, but I understand that the consensus is this guy is talented. And the stars next to his name I means somebody else that follows this stuff religiously and consistently and all year round thinks the same thing as well. I have seen the film. This man probably earned, will earn a scholarship sooner than you think. But with Mayan Williams, Chip Trainum, Dallin Hayden being the, the, the uh, scholarship guys that are in the running back room that are healthy in that order, I like it. I, I don't mind it. Now, you guys know how high I am, or many of you know how high I am on Dallin Hayden. I believe if he keeps progressing like he has been, uh, Dallin Hayden will be a player that people will be saying it's going to be hard to keep him off the field because he is that good. When it comes to Mayan Williams, it's going to be the same thing. To me, I think he's RB1, even going into full camp. I don't care if Dravion Henderson is healthy or not. I think RB1 is him. Now, the, the difference is who's more productive. I don't care about the home run stuff. I don't care about that home run. Oh, he gets he, he gets open, skedaddles up the sidelines for 75 yards via a screen pass. I don't care about all that stuff. I care about, care about scoring touchdowns. Who is more productive? Who is the running back that is the most productive and helps the offense flow the best on the football field? We saw what Chip Trainum got to do. Uh, was it against Michigan or Georgia? One of the two. But really, the first time he got running back reps all season in one of those two games, he did way better than I expected. Played heavier last year. He looks the part right now. He gains weight to play linebacker. I wonder if he's trimmed a little bit to play running back this year. He is a solid running back right now. And let me tell y'all, <laughs> this cat would have been starting at Arizona State a year ago if he had not transferred to Ohio State. This cat is somebody that can push Mike Williams, push Trayvon Henderson, push Evan Pryor, push Dallin Hayden to all get better. And if they don't look out, if they don't progress like you think, Chip Trainum could be a running back that may could be starting a couple games for Ohio State this year. Do I think Tony Alford's going to find one running back and roll with him? I hope so. I do. What does Brian Hartline want? He's the OC. 
Like he's in a lot of control of the offense. What does Brian Hartline want? Well, will Tony Alford be vetoed by by uh, Brian Hartline and say, "Oh no, 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 buddy, we got to get tri- Chip in. We got some special plays. We just got some regular old plays for Chip. Train him. Let that bad boy cook. Let me tell y'all once again, this is going to be fun to watch. I talked about the quarterback competition, the, the competition at corner, competition on the O line, the D line. This is going to be a competition in that running back room to not just be the starting one." be starting running back, but also be the backup running back. Y'all Travion Henderson fans, y'all might be hurt when Henderson's touches and uh, carries and uh, receptions and those get cut because Chip Trainer comes in and he puts in that work. It's day one. I'm excited. And I cannot wait to see what else happens with this football team. The rest of spring practice, we'll discuss it <laughs> right here. All locked on Buckeyes today, tomorrow, and over the next month and a half as well. Guys, out of here on a Wednesday. A couple more days left. I'm excited. I am excited to discuss more about the football with you here every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at jstephen 7 You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. One more thing. The Buckeyes have a basketball game tonight against Wisconsin in the Big Ten Conference Tournament, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If they win this game tonight, don't know how this slipped my mind. If they win this game tonight, they play tomorrow afternoon at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and it's do or die, <laughs> win or go home. And ultimately, I do believe the Buckeyes can win this game. I believe every actually the first couple games are winnable. Just got to wait and see what Buckeye team shows up to play in the conference tournament. We're out of here. We're out of here. You hope you have a fun day. The weather outside, season blue skies outside. It's also a little bit chillier. But, hey, it's the beginning of the March. Ain't, ain't two feet, one foot, six inches of snow on the ground. That's a plus to me. It's not 32 degrees. as a high every single day. That's a plus to me. Another plus, the Buckeyes back on the football field in, in spring practice. And the Buckeye basketball team could allow some people in the Big Ten Conference Tournament as well. Out of here on a Wednesday. Hope you have a great day.